Well, everyone, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. My guest today is my lovely wife, Lindsay. Say hello, Lindsay. Hello. And Lindsay is here to help me externally process a little bit of where I'm at with the Spiritual Nomad Project and to hear me out a little bit and to ask me some questions potentially and hopefully lord willing Lindsay will give me some of her feedback too (laughs) so we'll see how this goes um but really want to in something that we were talking about before we hit record was just kind of like do we really want to talk about this or not because it's very vulnerable for me Mm -hmm. And, uh, Lindsay was questioning my, uh, you know, motives with bringing people into this potential process, if you will, to see what direction this project goes. And, uh, it might be because we just learned that Lindsay's a four on the Enneagram. So, you know, it makes sense why she would want to, you know, uh, Definitely check twice before she lets anybody inside to help her make decisions like that. She's giving me some bad looks right now. But um, me as an Enneagram 7, I'm definitely, um, you know, whimsical and um, open book in in just about every way possible. So um, the Spiritual Nomad has been a project for me that started in January, late January of 2017. And if anybody's been listening to this for any period of time, I probably sound like a broken record, but I moved to San Diego with my wife, Lindsay, she's sitting right here, and our two kids. At that time, they were six months old and just turned two years old. Moved to San Diego from Indianapolis, uh, left the church where I was on staff as a youth pastor. My dad is a senior pastor, um, looking like uh, everything looked like I should take over that church. We decided that that wasn't our path. We were going to try our hand at church planting across the country. Moved here um, <laughs> with nowhere to live, no job or anything, <laughs> just a heart full of dreams. Yeah. And... Uh, knew about three other pastors (laughs) and that was that and um started working at a motorcycle dealership uh realized that dealership hours suck and realized i should probably get going on starting this church so i can do something i actually like to do in the world and uh invited my friend eric to come play some worship tunes and quit my job and Tried to get people together all the while Lindsay knew, her deep intuition knew that it was not quite right. Yeah. But uh, in my, you know, spontaneous fashion, I just kept (laughs) (laughs) charging ahead full speed. Wondering why I'm not, you know. Wondering why Lindsay's (laughs) hiding in the apartment for our first gathering uh, that we had on a Sunday night. We had a little movie theater auditorium at the apartment complex that we rented and uh Lindsay hung back that night. I watched it live. <laughs> we we streamed it on Facebook for some reason only to get 
annoying criticism from people 2000 miles away about what we did and didn't do. Um, anyways, yes, it's as annoying as that sounds. Um, and after a few weeks of, well, a few months of trying different things and really giving it our all, um, let me adjust this mic stand and giving it our all, um, Eric decided that he wanted to move back to the Midwest. We all thought that was probably a good idea. And it was a nice try, but it didn't really work. Mm -hmm. I knew after that first gathering that I was um, being a little hasty and that it wasn't quite the right time. And that left me in a really deep place of all the while I was like, you know, buying Richard Rohr books and listening yeah. to the Rob cast and bad Christian and all, you know, definitely like in a deconstruction mode Yeah, all the while. And I think my pursuits for church planting was not, not the best, you know, I think it really was about me just like riding on the last little bit of fumes from the mega church world and trying to just make something happen mm -hmm. to where I didn't have to spend 10 hours at a dealership cold calling and cold emailing all day. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't go to school for anything else. I don't know. I, at that time I didn't have a trade, you know, and had a wife and two kids, whatever. So yeah, all of that to say is that, um, after Eric moved back, was in that deep depression and just talking in circles in our dark apartment. And Lindsay mm -hmm. was there for all of that, helped me, <laughs> yeah. listened to me, was the voice of reason, never pushed me. He never pushed me or made me feel guilty or wrong. He just helped me process. As scared as you were for, <laughs> uh, you know, losing your faith all the while. Yeah. And uh, seeing our savings just <laughs> go out yes. the window, um, you know, because even though you're depressed, you have to have California burritos. <laughs> I mean, makes it okay. Come on, <laughs> you know, like you still have to, you know, go to the zoo and have some fun, <laughs> you know, to try to externally soothe the inner loathing. Yeah. Um, which never works. Just one more motorcycle ride with friends. Just one more. Just trying know, to create normalcy. Brewery, yeah, yeah. And so, definitely confused, lost. Started going to a friend's church, uh, where we almost immediately, within two months, got roped into going on staff <laughs> at a yes. church in the area. And right before we drove back to Indiana in our new-to-us Toyota <laughs> Prius, sold our our nice car. Uh, well, this was older. This is an older Prius. That's yeah, we bought an older Prius. You're not bashing just Priuses. Or am I? But, uh, and then ended up, uh, bought a Prius because I was do trying to drive some Uber and wasn't working out great with my other car because I didn't get very good gas mileage, but it was fun, you know manual turbo cars aren't the best to be picking people up for <laughs> uber um and so i uh 
I remember before we drove our Prius back to Indiana for Christmas that year, we sat in a kid's church room and with the pastor and his assistant Mm -hmm. and talked about when we get back from our vacation about how we are going to start doing things there Mm -hmm. and was trying to get roped in to be maybe do some college age stuff and then ended up getting roped into some middle school youth pastor stuff. And (laughs) I definitely kicked against that pretty hard and uh, we ended up stopped going there. Whatever. Where's the spiritual nomad come into (laughs) all of this? Almost 10 minutes in Luke, get to the point, man. Uh, So that leads us to, um, got a job from a temp agency, which was very, uh, staffing agency, which was very humbling. Um, and I thought, okay, well, the church plant didn't quite work out. I feel definitely turned off from going on staff at this other local church. I have a job as a customer service person, uh, helping people navigate their pension benefits. Sick. What an awesome job. And um, (laughs) that was 30 miles one way to work, you know, for, you know, basically no pay, especially in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And is this mic falling? Oh, kind of. Okay, we're going to move it up a little bit here. This is a very relaxed episode. (laughs) On purpose. Um, Very relaxed on purpose. Um, I'll get there. Uh, So I thought, hey, what can I do as an external processor to still kind of talk about these spiritual and religious things that are very dear to me, but apparently Mm -hmm. is not the season to be, um, having my work attached to it. So I bought this microphone that we're using even tonight, which is probably why it has some humming sound or something because it's been through the ringer. (laughs) Um, I bought this so I could put it in a backpack and ride my motorcycle all over San Diego and do little interviews with people. Um, and record anywhere that I could, you know, with it. And so I started the spiritual nomad because I realized that that's who I was. You know, I was using that language whenever pastors would talk to me and they would say, so who are you reaching? Who's your target audience for, for current, for your church name of the church. And I'd be like, think my current my my people my target audience for the church plant are these people that i've termed spiritual nomads mm-hmm. and they were all like "Ooh, i like that tell me more about that and i tell people well it's people who seem to have some connection to their spirituality in some way some connection to god but they don't have an identifiable uh you know church or tradition or way that they engage that faith, but there is faith. It's just, they're kind of out doing their own thing with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's how I described the people that I was quote reaching. 
right? Yeah. Until I realized that person was me, mm-hmm. you know? And so decided to start the Spiritual Nomad podcast as I decided to explore my own faith. Um, really started as an open journal sitting in the bedroom after work, just kind of riffing, mm-hmm. you know? And then uh, started an Instagram for it and like didn't do much and people just started connecting, you know, but this was back in 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, and so I had a clear, the point of this episode is I had a clear direction of why I was doing the spiritual nomad project. Um, in 2018, I had a coworker at a insurance underwriting office um, that told me about, you know, how important it is to be connecting with people on Instagram. She had an online business mm-hmm. and I, people were like just following at that time. The handle was just spiritual nomad podcast Yeah. on Instagram. And I remember like I posted like a few like quotes, but nothing much. And people were like, following like I did not even try to engage and I neglected it so hard and there was like 250 300 followers just Mm -hmm. by virtue of it just being alive you know Mm -hmm. it's not like I have a big listener base either still don't um and like what's interesting is I decided to do that and then it started to get some sort of shape and I'd always revisit the idea of doing the podcast and I'd take time off. I guarantee you nobody that originally listened to this podcast four years ago, three years ago is still listening now because there's so many gaps in what I've done. You know, I've like picked it up and laid it down. Mm-hmm. And even like tonight, you know, we're having this conversation. And if you're listening to this, this is being recorded the night before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a couple interviews that had to get switched around. I was... I was under the weather, the cold, I had to cancel two interviews. My other friend that was going to do an interview, you know, he's been, uh, I got caught up being busy one time. He got caught up being busy. We we're going to record today. Um, but I have this like obligation now because we recorded a bunch and then I've been consistent with it, mm-hmm. but it's been an off and on project, but the why and the purpose of it always remained the same. And I've done a lot of different things here, there, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that always gets brought up from time to time is I can't go very long without people bringing up the Spiritual Nomad podcast. Yeah, It seems like that that's always been something that's been helpful for people in some way. It's been meaningful. Um, even if it is just some guy riffing in his bedroom, people seem to resonate with that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or interviews or whatever it might be. Um, this sort of like long form, um, conversational podcast, which is my point of having this be very low key tonight because I've kind of gotten sucked into the loop sometimes of trying to be, uh, what feels like a facade in a way, you know, mm-hmm. out of trying to, you know, be perceived in a particular way, you know, um, but it's just very candid tonight as I question the why and the purpose. The why and the purpose, I've mentioned that a couple times now without defining it. The why and the <laughs> purpose of the spiritual nomad was always 
that. It was always curiosity. It was about having curious faith. It was about having curious spirituality, not seeing lines of what that had to fit into or didn't have to fit into. I obviously come from a Christian background, but it's ideas that could be explored from all sorts of different uh, perspectives and understandings where no one or nothing was off the table for exploration. Um, it was truly nomading in the spiritual land um, and finding other people along the path. Um, it's about moving from rigid religion to spiritual freedom. That's been the tagline now for a couple of years. And I still believe in that, you know, going from rigid religion to spiritual freedom is, is what it's all about. And that's been the purpose of this. And, and the way that that's been uh, done has been through exploring various different faith traditions, different understandings, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of Alan Watts and Ram Dass, <laughs> you know, a lot yeah. of, you know, what happens when you read the Bhagavad Gita, you know, what does it <laughs> look like to, you know, really uh, uh, commit yourself to the Tao Te Ching for some time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's been a really unique spiritual journey and a very spirituality focused podcast with a uh, obvious sort of like tone of Christianity because I just realized I will never get away from, you know, the Jesus narrative in some way or another. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was always the, the purpose and the why was to be very intentional about the fluid exploration through a really open take of faith and spiritual practice and ideas and things. Now I feel like I'm in a different chapter of my life. I think the spiritual nomad defined a particular chapter of my life. Um, it defined me moving out here in the middle of a deconstruction. It defined us rather, you know, I want you to speak for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You have not got to speak very much on this episode. (laughs) Um, thanks for listening to me as I ramble. Um, it's not uncommon around here. (laughs) No. Um, which you have a lot to say too. Yeah. Um, but there was this very defined why, and it marked a chapter of my life. And a year ago I felt that chapter beginning to shift And I think it's interesting how time works about how I'm so antsy about time and stuff, you know, and Mm -hmm. I like to move quickly or whatever, but here I am looking at things in like big, you know, time frames for me, you know, year, few years is long time for, for someone like me. I move very quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) And. It marked a chapter of my life, Spiritual Nomad has, and I don't think I'm ready to close the book on it yet. I think it still has a purpose. I've met people from literally all over the globe with this little podcast and the tiny little YouTube channel. Like, I have connected with people all over the place um, who I think are lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it a little bit hard and very sentimental to me to 
keep this going, even if it is something that I pick up and lay down from time to time. Sorry, listener, I'm not the most consistent with this thing. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. I know that. And people have messaged me on Instagram before. You went dark on us. What happened? You know? Yeah. And um, I, it, it ebbs and flows. I don't know what to do about that. Um, and I think because so I analyze it, I think because the spiritual nomad has always been a refuge for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm in a season of my life right now where I'm in more of a, a co-creator seat with yeah. the divine than a curious I'll always be curious I mean yeah. that's just my nature yeah <laughs> I'll always be curious but what I mean is like a real like unsure exploration you know is, yeah. is what been is what's marked spiritual nomad and I feel pretty to a degree I feel very certain about like who I am and what I'm doing right now in this chapter of my life and once again, I'll always be curious and I'll always be seeking and searching and drawing from all different veins and sources of wisdom for sure. But I feel less like I need a place of refuge to externally process my hangups and doubts. Mm-hmm. And I feel more empowered to create something um and we know what that something is, but mm-hmm. um, don't want to get sidetracked on, on what that is right now. I feel very empowered and in, in the authority seat to be able to create in certain ways right now that don't have as much to do with uh, deconstruction, if you will, and has more to do with a sort of building mm-hmm. something yeah. Um, and so deconstruction, I think, was, will be something that will always, like, nuance the way that I see life and faith and everything. But I do think that deconstruction comes in seasons and it comes in waves. Yeah. I don't think it's, I actually don't think it's healthy to be in a consistent, perpetual state of deconstruction. Yeah. I think it's, Good to build things. Yes. And then those things will need to be taken apart at some point and Mm reevaluated and reoriented and lived out. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just in a season right now of, well, what am I living out? What am I actually doing and contributing and creating? And some people would say, well, the podcast is that, you know, and I think that that's fine, but, um, and I don't want to, you know, demean uh, anybody else's podcast or even this one, but I mean, you know, um, I think there's something more than just mm-hmm. talking in a microphone to my computer and uploading it yeah. for the world. Beautiful, yeah. needed, necessary. Well, you've got a retreat too. And I think there's times for retreating and, and evaluating. And if you're feeling promptings that you need to, to surrender and listen to those things. Yeah. And I feel like the spiritual nomad right now for this project, it feels like a retreating from this project. Yeah. For a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like even the, the episodes that I had scheduled with guests, I love them as people. Mm-hmm. I think they're awesome people and I think they're doing meaningful work in the world. 
but some of the topics that are there, I, I don't like, I'm just like, is, is that really what my energy is to be given to in this chapter? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to say that, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like, I am interested in what they're doing. And you know me, like I can hang out with virtually anybody and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, but specifically I'm like, I don't know that I am as interested in deconstructing my faith again and talking Mm -hmm. to people about their deconstruction again. Yeah. Um, which that sounds kind of rude and I I don't mean for it to be that in any way. Um, but it just feels like that's what I've done on this podcast Mm -hmm. and I've tried to think about ways that we could pivot with it. I don't know what that looks like. And I think one of the worst things creators can do is when they don't know, they just keep creating out of a place of need or necessity or fear or like you say, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's like your commitment. And that's big, my big thing too. Like my dad instilled in me, like your yes be yes and your no be no. And you know, I committed, you know, in December that I was going to do weekly podcasts with Spiritual Nomad again. And, and we have until, you know, two weeks ago. And um, I felt super guilty for not posting an episode for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I was, I mean, I have all the great excuses. that I mean, we were sick, you know, people have rescheduled. Like, you know, I didn't want to just riff on nothing. I want to respect and honor people's time that listen to this. So I don't want to, like, I need to be wrapping it up anyways right now. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think that what I'm curious for your your feedback on and to help me with a little bit, and this is all being very vulnerable, you know, which is always, raw and vulnerability has been the nature of the Spiritual Nomad podcast. And, uh... I really, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious about this, like what you're feeling. Cause you, I, I've questioned retreating from this a few times mm-hmm. and you have been the real culprit that is like encouraged me not to stop spiritual nomad yeah. content. Like mm-hmm. whether that's Instagram or podcasts or YouTube, you know? Yeah. You've been an encourager to keep it going. Yeah. It's like, I've never sensed that you were to stop. That's never been like, I just thought I've seen you doing, I think too, it just seemed, it felt right that you were to continue on and keep going. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm having a realization as we're talking about it, just the how long you've been doing this and have had this and it's like not that it's ending, but that like you know, the retreating though is still significant. Mhm. Um, but I think my my thoughts on it, I'm just sensing um I guess I'm just sensing that there is a change or not a change. I don't know if that's the correct word, but just, um, a shift happening, you know? And I think that 
you know, this morning we talked and I said, you brought up spiritual nomad. Mm-hmm. You brought up just the, you know, how you were going back and forth if it was something you should keep doing or if, you know, you're not sure. You felt like you were sensing that maybe this is a time to step back for a little bit. And I said, that's so interesting. You brought up spiritual nomad. I was, that came to my mind this morning. I was thinking about that. Is mm-hmm. spir- where does spiritual nomad fit? Like, is this not fit, but like, is no, this, it's true. Where does it fit? Where does it fit right now? You know? Yeah. And it was odd. Cause I don't normally think about spiritual nomad at all. Like, I mean, I do with you. Yeah. Um, but really not on my own time like that. And it, it had just popped in my head that thought. And I thought, Oh, I, want, and I, you know, spent some time in prayer for you, just hoping that there, that you would feel guided and led to whatever is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when you brought it up, it was very interesting and it felt right to me that a retreat is necessary right now because mm-hmm. of what I feel is a shift happening. Um, I feel it personally. I see it personally in you and then I feel it collectively in both of us. Mm-hmm. And um, it just makes sense to take some time back from it. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like I've been doing it for a long time and it's been off and on, you know, and arguably it could have been an empire by now, but (laughs) 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 yeah. Um, But this has all been you... Like, this has been for you, too. You know? This has really only been for me in a lot of ways. And I think other people have found hope in it in life. And, you know, even like all the po- quotes that I post or whatever, those are all, those resonate with me. Yeah. And I share them. Yeah. Like, I don't, I know, like, some of them get a lot of attention or whatever. But it's like, if it doesn't resonate with me, then... I'm not sharing it with anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not posting yeah. anything, you know, for uh, whatever, you know, sort of whatever Instagram is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's things that resonate with me that help me on my journey, you know? And so it's like, this whole thing has, it started. Once again, the purpose and the why was... I found myself real deal out of ministry, you know, from a vocational sense. Yeah. And I needed to just talk Mm -hmm. through some of this. Mm -hmm. And I did one of the, I did a podcast even before spiritual nomad, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, when we lived in Indiana, you know, and even wanted to do one before I started that one back in like 20, before Sophia was even born, I was going to start, I can't even, it's so embarrassing the type of podcast that I was going to start back in eight years ago or whatever. It was so cheesy. (laughs) It was so cheesy and so like me to like front myself as an expert whenever I barely knew anything about the topic. You know what I mean? Like, I know, but like that's one thing I can say about like religion and spirituality is, you know, I think I sell myself short sometimes and, and how much I really know and my expertise in this arena, you know what I mean? You know, the other stuff, sometimes I get myself in trouble. I'm like, 
yeah, I read like three articles and watched a YouTube video and I could start a podcast on this. You know what I mean? Like, luckily not anymore. Like, I'm in my 30s now, so I'm wise and stuff, you know. Uh, But, you know, my early 20s, you know, it's like. Different story. uh, So funny. So point being is I had another podcast with some friends and Indy left that. Obviously, we moved across the country. Yeah. And then started this up after a while and then yeah I think the why of whenever I think about like organizing my week you know it's like yeah got some spiritual nomad stuff to do or whatever like I I think the why is right now more so than anything like straight up like connecting with people Mm-hmm. you know friendships yeah like relationships like that is the key purpose and if that's the key purpose though and the the sole reason i don't think that is enough to just try to keep making weekly content right, right now at least mm-hmm. and so i think that you know, it wouldn't be unlike me to in a month from now be like new season of the spiritual nomad podcast coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just, that's how I roll once again, no apologies, yeah. but, um, and this is almost painful to say, if you've listened to this long, you're really getting <laughs> the vulnerable side of me, but Spiritual Nomad, like I said, was always an outlet, but it's always been a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I do feel like this time's a little different than in the past mm-hmm. breaks. Like, I feel like your past breaks were different because you would get sidetracked with something else that would take your attention for a while or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? But now it's like more of a an awareness to, oh, maybe... Maybe this season needs a break mm-hmm. for something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah, I don't feel distracted from spiritual nomad. I feel called mm-hmm. to really allocate energy. Um what we're doing in our life right now, the season and the chapter that we're in, I think it takes a lot of energy to get a plane off the runway and into the air. And what we're doing with current collective church right now, I think just really, it needs all of my energy to focus on what we're being invited into with that. Mm -hmm. And there's a real, just that there is a real invitation right now um, as we're starting. We're still in the first year of, of the, this, you know, reimagined church, you know, and it's growing and it's what we've been called to do. And I just feel more and more like everything that is, good 
but does take energy and thought and effort and strategy and planning and execution. Mm-hmm. You know, spiritual nomads, I think, good. Yeah. Um, and like I told you, the hardest part of like bringing myself to be this vulnerable on an episode is because I've had like five comments from different places the past week of people like excited about, you know, what spiritual nomad is. Yeah. You know, and I don't like letting mm-hmm. people down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll land this plane since we're using that analogy, I guess. <laughs> um, I think that everything comes and it goes. And I think that there is different seasons. And I think that Spiritual Nomad marks a distinct time in my life where I really needed a refuge. And I really needed time to process. And these past five years have been wild ride and I really feel like we have entered into a new sort of chapter a new reality Um, and it seems like at least for this moment in time that everything is being stripped away once again these are good things but the energy is really being drawn towards one particular thing right now and you know the the word sacrifice um, literally means that it is a a possession something that is um, cherished something that is a value a valuable possession that is laid down and given up for some other particular good or reality, you know. Mm-hmm. This is clearly the uh, Luke Bricker translation here. <laughs> but it's very similar to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sacrifice is saying that there are good things that are laid down for some other good things. Yeah. And that's what I feel like this retreat is. So once again, this may be short. This may be long. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if I had an ep- another episode out next week. <laughs> but it also wouldn't surprise me if it'd be six months. Yeah. I mean. And I like I said, I do think this time is more sig- is is significant in comparison to the past. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this has been a uh, 40-minute riff about where I'm at mm-hmm. and externally processing it. Yeah. Old school style, on purpose, because yeah. I think that stuff like this is how it all began. Yeah, and, that's where you're at. And then it's, ironically... Uh, 
where I'm at because you can never get away from who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Best thing to do is embrace it (laughs) and uh, ride it, be with it. And uh, that's that. So friends, listeners, um, thank you for always being so supportive of the Spiritual Nomad podcast. Thank you for being with me through a unique season in my life. Thank you for comments and direct messages, follows, subscribes, all of that stuff that always sounds so cheesy, but has always meant the world. Uh, Thank you for um, continuing to support us and, you know, what we're doing, because it's, you know, this is one, one expression of a lot of different things in our life. And um, if you are curious about what we're doing with the church, you know, you could always check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a thank you as well. Okay. Go ahead. I want to thank everybody for listening <laughs> to Luke's ideas when I would be freaked out <laughs> <laughs> and engaging him when I couldn't. <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> Just had to put that out there. <laughs> good so good it's hysterical (laughs) so thank you everyone and once again current collective church this is current on instagram with a couple periods this dot is dot current because this is the moment the current moment it's all we have it's all there is no future no past This is now. So that's current. That's what we're doing. We believe that there is a a new emergence of spiritual community historically called church that is happening in the world. We're stewarding the first pilot community here in Carlsbad, California. And uh, some others appear to wanting to be emerging. So if you're somebody that lives in Boise, Idaho, or if you're someone who lives in, uh, let's see, where does he live? Queensland, Australia, somewhere in that area. Uh, if you're somebody who lives in Austin, Texas, those are some that I think might be emerging and um, exploring alternative, you know, ways of experiencing church. So Lindsay's giving me that look. What was that look for? Just listening. i'm a visionary yes and sometimes my visionary ideas get this particular look from Lindsay. like what are you (laughs) doing talking about stuff prematurely is that not what you're thinking yes (laughs) i live in the future sweetheart i know you do yes i know so Hey, our Boise friend, she just texted me over the weekend and said that she already has a park. Yeah. And so they're going to be starting to get some people together. So. Awesome. So it's not actually futurist. Oh, no, you're right. It's happening. It's true. It's happening. Yes. <laughs> you're so funny. Look who you get to live with. My goodness. I know. All right. We're just riffing. And... Um, Please, friends, reach out and 
you know, I'll still be active on the Spiritual Nomad Instagram account and still be posting some stuff up there and uh, from time to time and engaging with people. And uh, yeah, so send a message, comment, and appreciate you. And thank you for your understanding as we take a little bit of time away from Spiritual Nomad. See what happens. We shall see. Shall see. <laughs> Until whenever. Should we land the plane? Yeah. All right. Grace and peace, friends. Love you all. Have a great evening.